Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Blues announced that they have brought Scott Mellenby back to the organization as a senior advisor to the general manager. Scott played here. He was an assistant coach. He is one of the brightest hockey minds that you'll ever run across. And it's great to have Scott back in St. Louis and on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN, your home of the Blues. Mel, good to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Randy. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> no, no. We, I, I, we, we've had a lot of great conversations over the years about the sport. Uh, I, I want to start with this, and I want to get into where hockey is, but uh, what does a senior advisor to the general manager do? <laughs> well, I'll be, doing quite a, I'll be doing quite a few things. I'll be doing some pro scouting. I'll, I'll be in with the team a little bit as well and uh you know but a lot of on the road scouting as well and player personnel work and uh that's something that you know i'm at the development camp this week that we're going to work through with um with dave taylor and tim taylor and peter shirelli and um the staff here and and figure out exactly what our responsibilities will be but uh um it's a nice title for for doing a lot of scouting i guess but but i'll be i will be with the team a little bit as well and um um, just involved in kind of all the day-to-day decision-making that goes on. So very excited about it and thrilled to be back in St. Louis. And great opportunity, you know, to work for, for, for Doug, who I've known for a long time and have a great deal of respect for. So um, really excited. Uh, our family, you know, considered St. Louis home. My kids considered this their home, so um, they're very excited as well. And you have known Craig Berube since you were both young players with the Flyers, 35 years yeah. or more, right? Yeah, yeah. Chief and I started in Philly pretty much at the same time. And, uh, yeah, we he was in my wedding. Uh, we were roommates, um, you, know, you know, on the road and stuff, too. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty – well, we're very close and um, really happy for the success that he's had here in St. Louis and – Really looking forward to getting to spend some time with him, not only from a hockey perspective, but just as old friends that, you know, once you kind of go your way in this business, you go your own way and you go to different places, you you don't, I don't, I don't, wouldn't say you lose touch, but you just don't get to, to have many visits and many talks about not only hockey, but life in general. So it's, uh, that's really special for him and I to be able to reconnect like this. Scott, what was Chief like as a roommate? Was he tidy? Was he the guy that played his music too loud? Give us a scouting report on Chief as a roommate. <laughs> well, we used to have our, our, our pregame naps, and uh, I had him. I had him for some reason watching Days of Our Lives as a soap opera with me before we would before we would shut things down and have our little afternoon nap. So I can tell you, Chief was a big fan of Days of Our Lives back in the day. Did he have a favorite character or storyline? <laughs> Uh, I, no, I, 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 not, not, not in particular. I think, uh, I think he liked Patch 
the guy that had the eye patch because he was kind of the tough guy, so it was kind of in his in his mode, you know. So fits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, as uh, Randy mentioned, Scott, you've been here as a player, you've been here as a coach, and now you're here in the front office. What is it about St. Louis and the Blues organization that makes you want to continue to come back and work here? Well, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, there's a great alumni here, and over the years after playing, uh, when I, I, I left St. Louis after a few years of playing and went and finished my career in Atlanta, and then, you know, we decided uh, it was a, it was a good place to have, you know, your family, and and uh, you know, so we decided to move back here, and after I retired and got involved in some different things, uh, scouted for Vancouver and did some different things, but but you know living in st louis and um just you know it's just a it's just a good a, a great city with uh great sports fans and and uh we just you know they embraced us as a, as people and as a family and and so for me um you know then i then i got an opportunity to coach which was pretty special and 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 figured out that coaching wasn't for me <laughs> and uh um and you know, was got involved with management with Montreal for several years. So not being with them anymore, obviously, was looking to get back into it. And uh, you know, I've developed a relationship with Doug over the years, and I've had he's been a bit of a mentor to me, to be honest with you. I've had uh, um, a lot of a lot of great talks with Army about about hockey and his philosophies and his journey. Um, you know, he's Bob Ganey, somebody who was a mentor to him, and, and Doug, somebody that I've really learned a lot about and really admired the way he's put this organization together. I mean, they've become one of the premier organizations in the league over the last, I think, 10 years, what, making the playoffs nine times, which is difficult to do in this league. So him and his staff have done a phenomenal job and, and to get an opportunity to go to work with a top flight organization and, and of course, then with a personal connection to the city, um, I don't think there could, could have been a better opportunity for me. Hey, Scott, I wanted to ask you, and I mentioned that I wanted to talk about the sport because the Blues that won in 2019 were an exceptionally rugged, tough playoff team that was built on a big, strong defense. Last year, a little bit more offensive-minded, a little bit less defensive-minded. You know what a Stanley Cup champion looks like. How does this Blues roster stack up right now? How do you feel about where they are in regards to being able to win a Cup? Well, I think, you know, one one of the things that Army said to me over the years is, you know, as a general manager, your job is to try to give your, your organization a, a chance every year to be in the playoffs. And, and um, you know, the more the more deep runs you can have, you know, at some point the stars will align and you'll have the health and you'll have the performances and, and you'll break through. So, you know, it is a, it is a different looking team in some ways than uh, a few years ago. I think the game in general continues to, you know, evolve toward it. Listen, it's still a gritty hard competitive game and you have to play it and then the playoffs is uh is what it is but um you know i think the this team has showed last year a lot of depth and scored a lot uh, a lot of goals um so it's evolved a little bit that way but uh to me it's it's just a team that has a lot of a lot of really good players and has the depth that's going to give you an opportunity to to make the playoffs year in and year out and give yourselves a chance Scott, you're coming in at an interesting time. Things are about to really pick up, especially from a front office perspective. And uh, the salary cap is an issue that the Blues and a lot of other teams are dealing with. There's a lot of difficult decisions that need to be made from you, Army, and the front office. What does this offseason look like for you guys? How difficult are some of these decisions that you'll need to make? Well, it's always tough. I mean, it's it's tough, like you said. It's, it's very difficult for all the teams. You've got every year, year in and year out, you've got players – becoming unrestricted a new group of players every year 
that uh, and and with the money, but there's then there's no more money this year. Obviously, the cap's gone up a million, but you know over the last few years, you, you keep getting a pool of players uh, every year um, that uh, that come up to bat, and and the money just isn't there to pay everybody. So, you know, they're very difficult decisions, especially with a team like this. You know, that has a lot of a lot of really good players, and it's just. Uh, yeah, you have to make tough decisions because it, it is very difficult to, to keep everybody. And it's every team goes through that. I mean, you know, you saw Tampa Bay after they won the cup last year, they lost three significant players because of cap reasons. It's not they didn't want to keep them, but they just couldn't resign them. And that's just the reality that we have to deal with. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, discussions and a lot of, uh, of uh, you know, planning ahead. And, and, you know, hopefully the cap can, can, can can start to rise here soon, but uh, we also have to be looking at at the year after this year, um, and even the year after that. That you know we don't know that the cap's going to go up a lot. It may continue to to rise, but 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 marginally. So maybe four or five years before we have an extra seven, eight, nine million dollars added to the cap. You know what I mean? So everyone's in the same boat around the league, and everyone wants to create some cap space. But when everyone's trying to do that, it's it's it makes it difficult. Scott, one more thing, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up, because over the years that you were a player here, you taught me so much about being the parent of an autistic child, and you're one of the founders of Athletes Against Autism. How's your son Carter doing? He's doing good, Randy. Thanks for asking. He's 26 now. You know, it's been a journey. We, uh, you know, we all have our our crosses to bear in life, and uh, you know, we've we've um, you know we've done the best we can, and Carter's Carter's doing well, and he he um, you know he. He's at a point in his life now where you know he he unfortunately will never be independently living or working, but uh, you know he's a pretty happy kid, and and uh, the good days for Carter are good days for us. So um, you know we're just we're plugging away at that and, and doing the best we can. Well, it's uh, I, I'm so proud of what you've done to bring awareness to autism, and uh, I, I know that you and your wife have done a spectacular job with he and, and your other two kids. It's so good to have you back here in St. Louis. I will see you out at the rink. Can't wait to do so. Welcome back. All right, Randy. Thanks a lot for having me, and, and like I said, really thrilled to be back in St. Louis. Good deal. Forward to seeing you. Yeah. Thanks, Scotty. That's Scott Mellenby, yeah. one of uh, one of my all-time favorites uh, among the Blues on 101 ESPN. He's great. And what about that nugget he gave us about Chief, who loved Days of Our Lives? <laughs> How about that? we got to pass it along to the fast lane. Yeah. You know we have to have those guys bring it up when they talk to Chief on their weekly hits. They'll never tell us. But can you imagine, I think it was 20-year-old Scott Mellenby and 21-year-old Craig Berube, together for like six or seven years. So they, the formative years becoming young men to men, and these two are together. There have got to be some stories there. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.